Welcome to the Elder Hour podcast, where we discuss the history of plants from a magical perspective. We'll be exploring the history, lore, and mystical properties of a new plant every single week. I'm your host, Juliette Diaz, an indigenous Taino bruja and seer. And I'm your host, Chelsea Selby, owner of occult bath and body brand Witch Baby Soap and Lifelong Witch. All right, welcome to the Elder Hour podcast. This week, we are getting a little sour, we are getting a little tart, and we are talking about lemon. Yes, excited for lemon. It has so much history in culture, in voodoo and hoodoo, and practically all the magical spaces, so I'm excited for it. Yeah, it's super popular on TikTok, too. For real. (laughs) TikTok loves a good lemon spell. Mm-hmm. So let's start. Um, it's also known as citrus limon, yeah. and it's native to China. That, or reportedly, I don't know if that's they, yeah. they kind of believe that's where it or- originated, and then made its way to Rome, and then through Europe, and then to the Americas. Yes, and I pretty much had on here the origin. They had traded to the Middle East and Africa sometime after 100 CE. I know that a lot of people always ask me the origins of lemon, and I'm just like, why? (laughs) Because um, also I wanted to make a note on lemons because everywhere you look, it says Christopher Columbus brought it to the New World. So I just wanted to make a little statement. Lemons came to the New World, rather stolen land, Turtle Island, in 1493, when Christopher Columbus, the murderous, rapist, evil colonizer, spread the lemon throughout Turtle Island. So it really is the worst. <laughs> so I, <laughs> had, I had to, I had to state that because it's just so freaking annoying that they still have his name as, you know, this great person and someone who discovered shit, but he really literally didn't just sold stuff. Actually, it was brought to Spain. The reason how he got it was because Arabs introduced it to Spain in the 11th century. So yeah, discovery at all. And then sailors were, were using it to fight off scurvy. Yes. Yes. So that's the purpose of bringing citrus on any like sea voyage. So if it wasn't him, it would have just been somebody else on a boat. (laughs) another pirate because really that's what he is so speaking of seas and the ocean lemon is ruled by the moon Mm. so we're gonna see a lot of oceanic sea properties in this episode and it really is like a cancerian dream because cancer is also ruled by the moon so if you're like looking for something to work with this summer Uh, lemon is great during cancer season i feel like we always get excited for lemon during the summertime i remember like our podcast with other episodes um during the summer we brought up lemon a few times so i I fucking love lemon (laughs) so i wanted to cover a little bit of the health benefits because it lemon is so important for our health to begin with Um, one lemon provides about 31 milligrams of vitamin C, which is 51% of the daily reference. Um, it's not only the vitamin C that is thought to be good for your heart, the fiber and plant compounds in lemons could also significantly lower risk factors of heart disease. It is also said to improve digestion, reduce cancer risk and stimulate immunity. Yeah. I use it every time I'm sick. I drink lemon water the whole time. Yeah. Have you mixed garlic with lemon before? Yes. 
it's like sacred as fuck. Like I know it's disgusting. <laughs> yeah. But well, I make like a little bit of like a fire water, but like l- way less prepared and lazier. I just kind of like make it in that moment. It's so good that you could just feel the power of that spirit entering your body and like annihilating whatever is going on. <laughs> I, I'm it really like, does annihilate everything. Yes. Like one of my favorite smoothies is like a lemon coconut smoothie. So good. And I just literally feel like cleansed, purified after drinking it. I love it. I love it so much. Another thing that I was doing during COVID, especially uh, if I went out, which I didn't go out often, my favorite drink to have while I'm out is like an elderflower and lemon drink. Yes. I remember us drinking elderflower a lot. Yeah. Cause I feel like if you have like elderflower gin and lemon, you're, you're probably not going to get sick. I mean, that's not how germs work. You totally can't get sick. Don't, this isn't professional advice, but it's like, you know, fighting off germs while you're having a good time. Yeah, I agree. I love that. I remember we were all in it. Every time I've gone out and I've had that drink instead of like beer, I've always fared better in the morning too, after. Mm. I don't know. That and also um, Malibu Bay Breeze, but I think that's because the enzymes in the pineapple. <laughs> I just had I'm convinced. Um, lemon and pineapple is disturbingly awful, but it's also really great for your stomach. I mean, for me, at least it is because of the lupus and when I get inflammation, um, it's, I know it's not true for everyone with autoimmune. So please don't take this like, like professional advice, but try it out and see if it helps. I know that a lot of people with autoimmune disease, we have inflammation in the tummy um, and it's really mm-hmm. helped kind of like calm that down. And I do it often for me. It you works. know, you know, my mom does, she does, um, cause she has a lot of inflammation. She does, she has chronic pain. Um, she does pineapple and mint. Mm, yeah. Mint is also really good. And actually During- it tastes a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> you, you could probably even put a squeeze of lemon in there and it would like hide it a little bit. Um, and she, during the pandemic, she couldn't get her mint like she normally does. And some of the things that she, like the pineapple, she couldn't get at first. So I actually bought her a whole bunch of mint to garden. And now she's like an avid gardener. Like she, I mean, I'm not a great gardener. She blows me out of the water and she just learned how to garden like in 2020. <laughs> so, um, the lemon is also, a, it's a great cleanser and a purifier magically and physically. Yeah. It's one of my favorite for baths, not only because it's, you know, good for rituals, but it's great for your skin. Yeah. And the moon influences your skin, like the moon and your skin both on average have a 28 day cycle. Like the average adult has a 28 day cell turnover cycle. Mm. So your skin kind of goes through the same cycle as the moon. And that's why you'll see like a lot of moon influenced plants affecting the skin, uh, like poison ivy or like, you know, uh, lemon can affect your skin. It could be positive or it could be negative. It could be phototoxic. So on your skin, this brightens it. It fills it with antioxidants. 
it's cleansing and it's an antifungal. So it's good for people who have a lot of like yeast Mm. type rashes. And then the other thing that I wanted to talk about when it comes to cleansing, I, I thought it would be beneficial for us to talk about the difference between cleansing and purifying. Yes. That's so true. Because lemon is both a cleanser and a purifier, but like, what does that mean? What is the difference? I feel like if you're just starting out, you really don't know the difference, you know? Yeah. Um, so in my opinion, cleansing is more like your daily or your, your spiritual maintenance, your spiritual upkeep on releasing like negative energies from your auric field and your house and your, you know, your that's why it's called smoke cleansing um stagnant energy yeah and then purifying is like a deep deep clean like a purifying rite is going to be something you're going to do before at a very important ritual or if you're doing um some heavier work you definitely want to like do a purification rite before you do that because you don't want to be bringing anything with you to influence your spell work yes Yes. I actually have, um, a little, um, wash that I wanted to share one that I use, especially I am so amped to use this for the spring. I do it. Um, I don't know about you, but before, you know what there's spring cleaning. Um, I usually get this urge to spring clean, like late March. It always Mm -hmm. happens. So I use, um, this wash to wash my floors, my walls, furniture, sacred tools. But again, it is to cleanse the house and clear negative and stagnant energy. Um, A deeper clean would be something that you would use maybe other ingredients with. But this one, all you have to do is boil two full lemon peels. Um, So the peels of two lemons, squeeze lemon juice, no seeds, add a few um, hyssop leaves, two to three anise stars, two to three cloves, and a pinch of sea salt. And again, I just wash the floors, the walls, furniture, everything with this. Now I want to do that. (laughs) So good. It smells freaking delicious. Um, And the energy shifts pretty immediately. Oh, um, one thing, always open your windows. So doing this late March, if you're someone who comes from like where we are, where all the seasons are here, um, late March is really beautiful because you have that fleeting winter, um, wind and air where it could take all of that with it and bring in new energy with the spring. That might actually motivate me to want to clean. (laughs) I feel like, like, I have such a hard time wanting to get up and do it. I have to watch like 20 minutes of people cleaning on TikTok to be inspired to clean, but that might actually make me like cleaning. Yeah. At my age, I mean, just cannabis, some Cuban music and my herbs. That's, we get to work. (laughs) That's how I get to clean. I don't know. I just hate doing it. I mean, I'll do it, but I just hate it. (laughs) Like, I've, I'd rather be like, I don't know, playing video games or like reading books about the mysteries of universe. I'm just like, Ugh. I have to clean. I am so <laughs> anal with that shit. Like everything has to be pristine, but during the winter, um, you know, very relevant to the winter spirit. I don't clean as much. So we do like our normal cleaning, like washing dishes, you know, we sweep the floor, whatever, but deep cleaning 
that for me only comes in the spring and summer. That's when I like to do it the most. Mine is like at the worst time. It's like 9.30 at night and I'll be like, you know what? I really want to scrub my bathroom floor. What the hell? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's on ADHD. Or like it hyper-focus on something. Like I, I watched a whole bunch of like restocking fridge videos on TikTok. And then I bought all of this like acrylic restocking. Me like these- too, but mine is <laughs> sitting in the basement. <laughs> <laughs> I got like a lazy Susan. I have like everything. Actually, just did something really cool with my fridge. If you're spring cleaning and you have ADHD, try this. I reorganized my whole refrigerator um, based on my ADHD. So I was like having stuff that kept going bad because I wasn't seeing it. So I wasn't using it. So I put all of my hot sauces in the drawer because I'm not going to forget to have those. I don't need to see them. And then I turned my other drawer, which was like a produce drawer. I turned it into my HelloFresh drawer because also I'm not going to forget about those because I need to use them. So now all the stuff that I know is there anyway is in a drawer. Um, And then all of my perishable stuff I put on the shelves and my snacks so that I can see them. And then on my door, I put like my dairy and everything that needs to get used the quickest. So every time I'm opening it, I'm seeing it. I love that so much. I really do. I've been with perishables. I've been also taking them out and putting them every Sunday, either my son, whoops, my child, Micah. um, And I said, whoops, because they chose their pronouns, they, them. Um, they take out anything that they see is going to expire and move it up to where we can see it. That this includes like even meat, anything. So it's been working really great um, so that we use it and not have it go to the trash. Yeah. I've just been, it's been helping me be so much less, less wasteful. Yeah. No. And like, that's a great feeling, honestly. Especially right now when groceries are like a million fucking dollars. Like, oh gosh, I know, I know. You know, I mean, not only is it good to like not waste food, but like nobody wants to pay for food that you're not going to eat, especially when like grapes cost like $7 right now. You know, I'm dying for spring so we can start growing our own things. Um, yeah, I mean, at the rate that we're going, we have to find a way to be more self-sufficient Um, And I know that's not possible for everyone. I can, you know, I just recently moved out here and I lived in an apartment my entire life. Um, Not true. I was homeless and lived in rooms and all that stuff, but you get the point. Um, All of your living spaces were apartments. Yeah, they were small and I didn't really have outside space. So I I know how hard it is to try to be self-sufficient and to grow things. Um, But there are ways to do that inside your home. Um, so really researching it and looking into it, I think will be really beneficial. Um, I'm, I don't know. This just reminded me about the gas prices and just or honestly, even just herbs. Like when I was living in an apartment last year, I grew a lot of herbs. Um, and it saves, and that's like, they're so expensive for no reason. Like they grow so easily. Why the fuck is oregano so much money? Yes. Yes, they are. Everything is up in price. So the more that you can do yourself, the better give yourself a chance. There's no such thing as having a green thumb. All that is, is that they practice, they learned. So having a green thumbs means that 
you're just going to have to do your research, learn and practice. That's all you'll be. You know, I think it's very interesting that this conversation comes up with lemon because lemon is like one of those plants that encourages you to be clean, to be less wasteful, to, um, you know, be more thrifty. Like when I was at my absolute forest, a lemon was such a godsend. A, you can get a huge bag of lemons for pretty freaking cheap. B, if you're only drinking water, it, it really spices things up a little bit. And C, like you can use it to clean a lot of things. Like when I was on food stamps, I would get a huge thing of um, vinegar because you can buy vinegar on food stamps. And then I would chop up lemon and add it to my vinegar to clean. Yes, yes, yes. No, cleaning, cleaning and magic with lemon is huge. And I kind of wanted to talk about um, Beyonce's lemonade album. Oh Um, my God. I'm so glad you wanted to talk about that because I have a little something about that. So I wanted to bring it up because we have to pay respect to where this magic comes from, where it originated from. Um, With the Lemonade album, not a lot of people know that each of those songs pays homage to, you know, what's happened in Black history in America. Um, So I wanted to read something. Beyonce's ancestry originates in Louisiana, the place where Cuban, Lukumi, Haitian, Voodoo, Roman Catholicism, and Yoruba religion met to create American Voodoo. Lemonade begins at the root of the problem, at the origins of Black history in America, the plantation. Lemonade is evidence of the knowledge passed down from ancestor to ancestor, generation to generation, a knowledge rooted in blood, in shared in the blood, in a shared history of loss and pain. Voodoo and conjure work was forged out of a need for community, a way to preserve and pass on the woman knowledge that slavery and colonization sought to dismantle. So when we talk about lemon, the history and where it originated with that magical or just cultural or just um, power of its spirit really does, um, pays homage to Black history, and it's really important for us to um, respect that. So, yes, I came around to this, too, like, when researching um, lemons and folk magic and folklore and things like that, I came to the Lemonade album also, um, and the way that I came to this is, like, a completely different direction. Mm-hmm. So I was researching lemons and and who you could offer lemons to. And I came across Mami Wata and um, lemonade is actually an offering for Mami Water. Mm. So Mami Water is an extravagant mermaid spirit from the Yoruban religion. Mm -hmm. And then as I was researching her more, I realized, I know that a lot of, um, there's like a lot of Oshun energy in the Lemonade album. Yeah, there is. Mm -hmm. I realized that Mommy Water was also an influence on the Lemonade album. Mm -hmm. And so I know some people are not familiar with Orisha's. A lot of people confuse Mommy Water with uh, Yemaya, the Orisha. Mm-hmm. 
And I was reading Orisha's Goddesses and Voodoo Queens by Lilith Dorsey. And she said she is sometimes associated with Orisha Yemaya, the Loa Lasarine, and the Sirens of Legend, and that you must be careful as all are different and unique energies. They are because they're different personifications or different personalities or different spirit, um, even if it's rooted from the same. Um, so that's how Odisha's kind of work. So you have to know um, who you're working with, who you're naming, um, especially when you do this work. This is why it's very cultural. And if it's not part of your culture, I wouldn't advise for you to, um, you know, to even play with it or try it. Um, just because it's out of respect. And I honestly don't believe people shouldn't be practicing this kind of um, practices if you're not directly from it. Yeah, and you have to also figure the stuff that is in your ancestral background is always going to be like what works best for you. And a lot of people are like, uh, you know, my ancestors were, were, you know, Christians who like you may not like vibe with you can go further than that that's not your most recent ancestry is not the the width of your ancestry yes always go back to your indigenous roots that's what decolonization is all about um you know I talk about this often let's go back to the roots and that's really for everyone you go back to your own roots um, and you will find a more natural, a more powerful and connective way of practicing and seeing your world and magic within. Um, so I always advise in that. It's beneficial for everyone. Um, I know that there's been, I mean, we've come a long way from like years ago when everybody was like, oh, that's not fair. We should try everybody else's cultures. And I'm like, no, dude, like the reason why we advise not to do it is because we want you to become the most powerful version of yourself that you can be. And connecting with your personal ancestors or ancestry or lineage or roots, it's going to really amplify who you are, your manifestation and your magic. And then when we go into speaking about um, having ancestors who are colonizers, remember that not all your ancestors were colonizers. Remember that you have really good ancestors. All of us have bad and good within our ancestry. So it is up to you to choose not to connect to those and connect to the good um, intended ones. It's also just like, like, uh, imagine if you are writing, like you're writing a story about yourself, like you're telling your own story. You're not going to pull from somebody else's story (laughs) and think that's going to be the most interesting thing. Like you need to look inside yourself and find the interesting things within you instead of just the interesting things in other people and try to be that. Yeah. I mean, like, for instance, I'm Cuban, right? Indigenous Cubana Taino. So for me, there's a lot of African culture in my practices and my magic and and everything because of colonization, because um, they were brought in, they were enslaved and brought to Cuba, the Caribbean or the Caribbean. So we have that influence. We have that merge in our culture. But even then, I still um, try to go deeper into the roots of my indigenous roots of Cuba, um, just so that I can bring that aspect of my past, of my ancestry into the work that I do. So it's different for everyone. Um, it's just a matter of where you feel comfortable, of what supports you the best, of where you feel your most powerful and your most self and the truth of who you are. So do that. 
whatever brings you joy, whatever makes what supports you um, in your life, that's where you should connect to. Yeah. And a lot of magic is about just learning where you came from and where you're going. For real. Yes. Cause you can't go, you don't know where you're going if you don't know where you came from. Yeah. It's and all about the journey. It really is. The journey is the most powerful thing that you will ever experience. Um, and so many of us are caught up in the past or the destination and it's literally what's happening right now, which is the journey. So I found some other really interesting stuff about uh, mommy water. She is the mother of water and sometimes referred to as the mother of wealth. I thought that was very interesting uh, being that lemonade can be an offering for her and it's moon properties and the moon and the ocean. Um, she is, so she's associated with all types of healing waters, springs, rivers, She's a fertility spirit who is known for bringing wealth, abundance, ecstasy, happiness. But don't get it twisted because she can also take all of those things from you. Yeah. And she has also been known uh, to, you can hear her sometimes laughing. Mm. Like she's been referred to as the laughing water goddess. I'm sure that would not be correct because she's not a goddess. She's a mermaid spirit and she has two two fins um it's been reputed that the starbucks mermaid is actually mommy water for really well mommy water is also la sirena the siren in water spirit starbucks says that they didn't take her likeness though they said they they claim the image came from old norse art Mm. We all know how that goes. <laughs> um, Very interesting. I did not even, I, I never knew about that. I knew the image, however, was very like intriguing and I always wanted to know what it was. I didn't look into it though. Yeah. So if you actually Google images of mommy water, you're going to see her with a snake. That's like one of the most common yeah. images of her. Uh, but there's a lot of like old school two finned mermaid illustrations that are really cool to look at. So definitely like Google those if you're curious. Um, I also wanted to talk about Beyonce and Lemonade. Um, So around the time that Lemonade came out and around her pregnancy, she did feature a lot of like Mommy Water, Oshun, Yemiya, Venus, Kali, and Black Madonna imagery. But it is not uncommon for celebrities to work with gods and goddesses and invoke their image in their performances, in their iconography and their, their, you know, press shots, all types of things like that. And it's not necessarily evil. Like, obviously, what Beyonce did is not evil, but I do think that sometimes when these celebrities are invoking different gods and goddesses. People don't understand which goddesses they're invoking, what they're doing. And a lot of conspiracy theories like spiral out of that. Yeah. I mean, they always say it's evil, like no matter what it's like everyone, um, especially with Beyonce, everything, anything that she does um, with her practice and her culture, 
um, it's seen as, you know, devil worshiping or devil's work or evil. And that's not the case in many of these things, because as we know, um, these are sacred practices, not devil worshiping. Yeah, for sure. There's just like spirituality is such a huge influence in art and music and any really creative medium. Uh, so there's a bound to be dedication to the goddess, especially with somebody as, you know, as prominent as Beyonce. And then you'll, you'll see that she's like accused of being the Illuminati and things like that. Because a lot of times you'll find that imagery in her music videos. Mm-hmm. Even I've seen like long pieces about <laughs> how Sasha Pierce is actually a demon. What? You've never seen that? Oh, no. You know what, though? No. <laughs> you know what, though? She, I was going to say a little while before that she does transform into like spirit with Sasha Fears. Like it's a completely different person. Um, she talks about it in her interviews too. It's very interesting. Yeah, it's definitely, and and I get it. I mean, you have to understand too, she's on a stage with how many people like raising energy in there, like raising energy from the amount of people that go see her in concert, for instance, she has all that energy to work off of, you know, mm-hmm. and that's a wielding and weaving of energy of those people who are there. So it really gives her this opportunity to be able to transform, to be able to um, appear as spirit, as someone that she wants to um, bring forth in the energy of whatever song or message or intention that she has up there. Um, I know that this is true, not just for her, but for many of these celebrities and singers and people who perform. Um, so I, like Lady Gaga, for example, does the same uh, thing. Yes. All of them really do because there is a, there is this power that you have access to when you're on the stage and all of the people there, you know, chanting, screaming, cheering, all of it. Um, creates this huge vessel of energy. Um, And even, you know, there's, I'm not so sure that people understand that even that energy while they're performing, they can be manifesting. They can use it as their own weaving to take home or even in that moment to weave whatever they want into the universe. So it is a very powerful situation for the celebrities themselves. Just the, just the, uh, attention from the public in general doesn't even need to be on the stage is uh, an energy harvesting thing like a, a big talk about even like donald trump uh he kind of like has an egregore where people directing their negativity at him and the more attention you give that guy it just builds up the energy yeah for real like ugh, i don't even want to think about him like there are some people there are some people that are fucking horrible and you're just like okay this person is fucking horrible but they like seem to feed off of that negativity yeah you know what this reminds me of um i had when i was growing up a puerto rican woman who practiced santeria and she would always kind of bring up how um lemon for instance when she would be working with it, she would speak of how the churches um, are this vessel for trapping energy of those who go there where you're worshiping and you're chanting and you're singing. Um, 
they, she would tell me often not to go in a church because it will trap my energy for those entities and for those um, priests or whatever who are working or are preaching to take your energy and use it for their own, um, their own good. So I've, I've heard of this since I was very little and different. I can see that it's called a house of worship. You know what I'm saying? Like if you can feel the energy of places, like, yeah, yeah. like a hospital has fucking horrible energy. (laughs) It's not good energy. And when you go in there, you can feel the energy that has been in that place, depending on, you know, the church that you're part of, it could be great energy. It could be judge the energy of judgment, depending on who's like leading the sermon, you know, um, like if you're getting people riled up about hatred and, and not really doing the job that you should be doing, which is preaching, like love thy neighbor and you're preaching, like judge thy neighbor, (laughs) You can create a really fucking hostile energy and it could be in that place. It can embody that place. Like when you go into a yoga studio, for example, no matter what, it just feels so calm because people are doing like deep breathing and quieting their mind spaces that are well meditated. And they always just have this comforting, calming energy. Yeah, everywhere. It's just like your home, right? You accumulate certain energies and this is why we cleanse. This is why we clear and we clean and organize so that we move that stagnant energy um, out of the home and refresh it with, you know, maybe energies that are better feeling or more intentional with what you want moving forward. Yeah. I think that's also important to talk about, like, you don't, there's some things that you don't always want to cleanse too. Like if you're building up a specific energy in a space, like you, you might want to be mindful of what you're cleansing it with. Yes. Like I, I, that reminds me of my, I have two pots that I don't cleanse (laughs) that we cook with. Um, one I do spell work in and the other one is we literally do kitchen work, um, kitchen witchery with cooking and it's been passed down from my mom and she has one that she's had also for like since forever. Um, those we keep because we use them for the same intention over and over. For instance, the one pot that I have is for healing, anything healing like soup, um, stews, anything that we do with the intentions of healing, it accumulates over time. So we don't cleanse it. We wash it, but we don't cleanse it. Yeah. Like you, there are certain energies that become more powerful the longer they go without cleansing. And then there's some things that absolutely need cleansing, like all the time. And lemon is amazing to clear that shit. (laughs) And well, it's like, it's hardcore. We actually use it in our hex breaker scrub. Um, with Angelica, because it, it's not only just great for cleansing and purifying, but you can break hexes with it too. And I thought that this was very important to talk about because on TikTok, as you and I both know, and probably many of our listeners, um, lemon cursing was like a thing that was super popular on the app for a long time. A lot of people are doing lemon curses. There's a lot of discourse around the sourcing of lemon spells, um, whether or not they belong to closed practices, 
that's for you to research on your own. I don't use lemons for hexes and I'm not a part of a closed practice. So that's not really for me to decide, <laughs> you know, um, a lot of those do originate from voodoo, um, or hoodoo, sorry, please. Don't yeah. So <laughs> be careful and research. Yeah. If you do you do a lemon hex, research where it's coming from. Yes. And also I'm, you know, one of those brujas that I stay away from hexing other people and sending curses just because I don't believe that that's something that you should be doing with your magic. Um, you can use your magic to block send back, which is, you know, other responsible ways of doing things, but that's just in my opinion. I know that people get very touchy about, you know, people saying, Oh, don't hex, don't curse and things like that. But just personally, I don't do those practices. Like I don't believe in doing them at all. I just look at it like this. Um, I find that just sometimes minding my own business is the best route for me to go. Um, but other people live for the drama <laughs> and hexing and all that stuff. It can have it can bring things up or create situations that may be less than smooth sailing, maybe that you didn't expect. And I don't have the patience and time to deal with that shit. So a lot of times I don't do it. Um, if you, if somebody is being abusive towards you, I'm not saying you can't hex them for sure. Uh, but if you are hexing somebody completely unprovoked who is not doing anything wrong towards you, you should maybe consider whether you might be the abuser. Mm. You know, like that's, if you're taking magic and using it to harm people who are not harming you. Yeah. That's not cool. Magic. It, like if, if you had harmed somebody who was not harming you in real life, it would be abusive. Like in in the physical world, not in real life, but like in the physical world, if you punch somebody in the face for no reason, just because they bothered you or you found them annoying, You're the jerk. you would be abusive. You yeah. <laughs> so if you magically punch somebody in the face because they got on your nerves, then you're abusive. Uh, that's just my viewpoint, but that might be controversial. I don't know, but I just feel like it's wrong to harm people unprovoked. Yeah. I mean, whatever works for you. Like I personally just stay away from that. And I know people personally who love it. I mean, for real, for, in my culture, people fuck you up all the time with their magic. <laughs> like that's just how it is. And I'm used to seeing this since I was very young where, you know, um, people from my community, they use it to attack. They use it to win over. They use it to, um, you know, kind of like dismantle the person so that they get ahead of that person. But I being around that and, and being witness to it and feeling the energies and seeing the damage that it does cause, um, that's what made me um, make the decision that I never want to use my magic in that way. And that's not to shame anyone else. It's just how I personally feel in my body and how my energy works, that that is not for me. That is not a practice that I want to be part of. Um, I do, trust me, if you fuck with me, I'm going to fuck with you back, but in my own way. And it's not 
um, it's pretty much just sending shit back. I send things back all the time. Like that's my yeah. favorite thing to do. It's like playing cat. Return to sender. Yeah. You send a ball at you beam a ball at me. You bet I'm going to fucking be that shit right back to you like 10 times harder. So I don't have a problem with protecting myself. I'm also very protected with my ancestors and the work that my mom, my grandmother, my great grandmother has done. So that I'm not too worried about, but Again, I am not one of those people who likes to just practice um, harming others. And again, it's not shaming anyone who does. It's just, for me, it's the best practice. We've talked about this on this podcast too, is that um, like a lot of reasons that these hexes came to be was to harm people who were oppressive and dangerous and violent and 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 cruel. Right. And that's where it comes from in my personal culture, because my ancestors were enslaved. I mean, there's so many reasons why my people um, have used these methods. And that's why I do not shame them um, because I understand where they were coming from. But today in this age and these times, it's very different. So um, depending on your situation, that's something that you just have to make up your mind about. That's all. Yes. Talking about, um, you know, I wanted to remember we, before we got on, I was telling you about how lemon was making me feel. Yeah. Okay. So when I started to get to start to research and, and do my thing with lemon, I noticed that I was getting like this really weird, anxious feeling throughout my body. Um, and then I started to try and connect with lemon and I couldn't, and I'm like, what the fuck is happening? Like, I don't have this issue with connecting with spirits of plants, um, or anything pretty much. So I called my mom and she was like, what are you feeling? I said, I'm feeling anxious as fuck, like through my legs, through my butt, my, my womb, my chest, it's everywhere, but not my head. My head is the only thing that doesn't feel discomfort. Hmm. Um, So she literally said, you need to do a banishing protection spell. And then that she would do her own thing in her altar. When she says that, I'm like, she's, she's taking out the big guns. But when you feel, when you work with lemon and you feel like a discomfort when you're doing, say a spell, you're trying to connect to lemon or you're doing any work with lemon and you feel discomfort in your body for us, it means that someone is trying to mess with you. Someone is trying to place something on you, but it can't get into your body. So for instance, for me, because I'm protected, it's just lingering around me, causing anxiousness, causing anxiety. Mm-hmm. And I was so mind blown because I'm like, oh my God, I've been feeling this since the week of my book launch. And I thought that I was feeling those feelings because of, you know, all the work that I had to do that week. I mean, I was on a live almost every hour mm-hmm. and I, even for my birthday weekend, I was like, I have to have to go to a, a waterfall. Instead, this beautiful snowstorm came. So, yeah. yeah. So it wasn't coming from internally. It was coming from something hovering over me. And mm-hmm. I did this spell, which we do a lot in my culture Um, but it is open to everyone. So I wanted to share it. And this is something that we call like a banishing or protection. Um, And it's also something good to like send back. So it depends on how you say um, your intention. So what you do is you use half a tablespoon of black pepper, eggshells from one egg, a half a cup of olive oil, one cup fresh lemon juice, 
you mix mix while you say your intention. It could be something like I banish blah, 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 or protection from blah, blah, blah. Or in my case, I love to say, um, send back. I always say send back a mix, 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 send back because sending that intention into the mix. Then you dig a hole in nature away from water, no rivers, no lakes, no streams. You, it just has to be like straight up dirt. Um, and then pour it in, bury it. And while you're covering with dirt, make sure you, that you thank mother earth. Um, and then let it be. And when I did this and this was yesterday, I do not feel anything anymore. That's the thing about lemon. Is it like, really? It like makes, I was going to say that it makes it feel like you feel lighter. You feel lighter, like uplifted. Anxiety went away. And I'm like, what the, you know, and you really want to be like, okay, who's sending me shit? But I don't, I can't, I can't think on that because I have so many followers. I have so many people like with eyes on me. So it's almost impossible for me to pinpoint that. So that's why I personally choose to just send it back. Um, I just find it's like a person you never fucking suspect. (laughs) You're like, what? Really? Like I rubbed that person the wrong way? Yeah. Why do they care? (laughs) My mom actually said it's someone that's in like someone like in my, not my immediate circle, but someone that I've been in communication with. Um, So trust me, I've been like trying to wrap my head around it. I'm like, I can't because you go into this space where it's just never ending. You're going to, everybody becomes, a <laughs> everybody becomes a suspect. And I'm like, I yeah, can't. I'm not going to do that to myself. I'm just going to send it back. And that's it. Like there's nothing else you can really do, but having these spells and these little rituals that you can do just to kind of like clean yourself off is really powerful and has always worked for me. I just turned 41 and I can tell you that I've survived all my life without having to send a curse or do something more evil back to someone. Um, mm-hmm. So this is a really good one if you want to use it. If you feel, and it doesn't mean just with lemon feeling that energy or discomfort, you can also use this if you feel like you're stuck somewhere, like something was sent to you, like you do feel like off. So you can use this for many reasons. And it's not necessarily like witches. Like you don't even have to be in the witch community to like pick up some type of negative energy. Um, I'm sure many of, of our listeners have like that family member that just is shitty and is always hating on you and always criticizing you and things like that and sending you the fucking evil eye you can rinse that shit off with lemon. But speaking of like releasing stuff with lemon, I was thinking about it and lemons, I feel like could be also a great way to counteract lemon hexes and lemon curses. Mm. And the reason that this is because of the homeopathic idea of like cures like. Mm -hmm. So using a lemon to stop a lemon curse. Yes. I actually have one here where I'm looking for it as you speaking. <laughs> yeah. I, it just, it, it, to me, that just makes so much sense. Um, and I just, even with like the moon properties too, because you totally see this embodied in the lemon because the moon has its dark aspects and its light aspects. And no matter what, the moon still keeps turning. So you can like wash away those lemon induced hexes. Yeah. So um, I have it here. Um, okay. So, you know, when you cut a lemon in half, it has like those little sections. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let me go back to my thingy here. 
So this one, just like you mentioned, and I'm not surprised because we always get into this flow and magic starts to happen. Um, this one, what you do is it's good for turning around your luck. So for instance, say that you constantly see the same situation happening over and over and over, and you want to kind of reset that. Um, this is really good for that. Also, if you know, if you want to combat like strong lemon curses or spells, anything that you think might've been coming your way, this is also good for that because you're using lemon to counteract that. Um, you want me to share or no? Yeah, sure. Okay. So what you do is come up, cut a lemon in half, stick a rose thorn in each of those sections while repeating an intention. This intention is a problem or issue or situation you want to turn around. Then place in a pot with boiling water. The water has to be boiling already for you to place it in. Add mm. lemon peels from another lemon and squeeze the juice in from that other lemon. Think of this addition as what will transmute, transform your intention from the thorns to turn around in your favor. Um, and then place four to five mint leaves while saying, with this mint, I call for transformation. Let it boil until you feel a nudge to turn it off. This part, do not overthink it. Do not overthink it. I love that it says that too, because I love that it calls it, wait, they, is this your, your recipe? Yeah, this is mine. <laughs> the nudge is so spot on because a lot of people think like when you're doing spell work, like you're just going to hear something like, now is the time to stop or it's like in your brain or something like that. I don't know, but it's really just like an annoying, like, like almost like a nagging feeling. It is fucking nagging. It is. It's an, it, I call it like a, a nudge. It's like, you just feel it. Right. So don't worry on getting the timing wrong. If you thought about it, fucking stop it. Like done. It's you're, you can't go wrong. If you shut it off early or late, there's no such thing as messing it up. The whole point of listening to that nudge is that you can get better at listening to your intuition and the intuition will let you know your spirit will let you know, okay, it's ready enough. Like let's go. If you keep boiling, it will boil over the intention. That's why we want to listen to that nudge. So what you do is you take this water and pour it outside of your house um, anywhere you like while saying, may this work not disturb anyone who comes near it. This part is super fucking important. I remember my mom just fucking throwing buckets out of <laughs> work, out her fire escape window or out the door. And, and all of my community did this, right? We were all um, Caribbean, Black. Um, we all did our cultural practices and our witchcraft and our magic brujeria, whatever. And you knew that when you saw like a, a stream of water, like it was thrown out, you do not cross over it or go around it. Like you go the other way. Yeah. <laughs> so for me, I lived in project housing. So we had to go around the whole fucking building. I'm like, damn it. Damn it, Senora Maria. What the fuck? Why'd you have to do this out your door? <laughs> Something, you know, we were used to it and we knew this, but if you're doing it yourself. Other people don't know this and you don't want them, you know, walking over it. So you want to set an intention on top of that to protect those who do come near it. It doesn't harm them in any way. Um, yeah. this works so great. I'm going to tell you right now, it's really powerful. Believe in it. You can adjust it however you want. You know that this is my thing. I always tell people adjust it however you want. 
add or, or take away from it, but this is the way I personally use it and how I've seen, I've tried it with other things as well, but this is like the most potent I've ever felt it. Um, so I'm kind of pretty proud of this um, mix. Yeah, it sounds awesome. Like I have some, I have some rose thorns that I set aside and now I'm like, hmm, <laughs> next time. Well, I don't know. I've been feeling some, some negative energy myself over the last couple of weeks. Um, that when we were like talking about this lemon, I was like, hmm, maybe before we were recording, I was like, maybe I should oh, do a nice little lemon cleanse. <laughs> yeah. It just kind of came in right now. Um, I can't believe I'm channeling while I'm on the podcast. So do if you do get blood on it, wash it off. Um, I actually wash it off anyway after I pick it off, just because I don't even want my skin cells. So if you want, you can also wear gloves, anything that that can attach to it from your skin or blood is not a good mm-hmm. idea because you're setting those intentions are going into boiling it over to get it, rid of it. Um, yeah. so you just don't want that. So I used to use gloves, but now I'm just like, whatever, I just wash it before I put it in. Um, and it's fine. It's been fine. Yeah. I think I'm going to do that. I think I'm going to try that out. You know, there's another one too. I know I have like a million lemon ones. (laughs) Yeah. I have a lot of lemons too. I love to bathe in lemons. I'm going to do one more and then I'll let Chelsea talk because poor Chelsea, I'm like taking over. (laughs) No, no. I love to listen to, to different spells and things like that. I have a couple of lemon. I like, I have one lemon bath that I like to do that I am fine with sharing also. Yes, please. So that's one. So star anise, you, this is a little, depending on your taste buds or whatever. So you cut a lemon in half again, um, star anise, you put your saliva on it and you stick it into each of those little slices. Um, you can also use clove, by the way. I know my mom likes to use the clove. And when you do that, those intentions that you put in there are things that you want to get rid of. So say it's like a bad habit or something that you just can't seem to overcome, you put it into those. So you can actually do multiple intentions into each one that you put in. Then you leave it out. Like you can put it outside or by your windowsill. I always do my windowsill and let it dry out, let it wither away. And the lemon will take all of the intentions while it withers and, you know, just rots. And mm-hmm. then you can also bury that. The, totally like different from this but a similar essence and really I don't know when else I would have to talk about this stupid spell that I've been doing since I was in college um it's not stupid no it's so stupid (laughs) it's so dumb it's such trash magic um literally you know what that's a good book title get the fuck out of here Chelsea okay so listen to that Whenever I want to get rid of a bad habit, I write it on toilet paper and flush it down the toilet. Yes. You know what? <laughs> Fuck that. That is awesome. I really I go, this is shitty. I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> I write it down on toilet paper and I flush it down the toilet. Yes. Wait, you don't wipe? No, no, not for me. Like I'm really right, thinking that you actually wipe and I'm like all for it. <laughs> no, no. This is like I just go, you know what? I'm so fucking tired of the stupid fucking shit I keep doing. Uh, and then I'll go in the bathroom, I'll write it like bleh, write it on a fucking piece of toilet paper and then just flush it and be like, I'm fucking done with this. <laughs> well, you know what? We 
I talk about it in my, um, oh, by the way, if you guys haven't already, The Altar Within, you can order it. <laughs> I'll be so grateful. Uh, it's um, out now. Yeah, it's out now. And it's doing really incredibly freaking amazing. Community is so powerful. They have shown up. The reviews coming back. I, I, I don't know. This is like a whole other talk, but it's just, it's been really powerful and beautiful to witness. Um, but we often forget, like, even, I know you don't, but water, even in the toilet, that's still spirit in there, you know? Um, so however you work with water, wherever it's coming from, it's super powerful and your intentions, wherever you set them, um, are going to get to that spirit, especially if you're using water and down the toilet. I remember just when I would get sick when I was younger, if I drank and I was like vomiting or something, I remember talking to the toilet, to the water spirit in the toilet and being, please take away the sickness away from me. Like you can, to me, it's like still powerful. It's still beautiful and it's accessible. Yes. So actually that totally brings me to where I wanted to go actually. Um, so I, when I was like doing my notes for this and I was thinking about it, I started ruminating a lot on cancer season. Mm. Um, a lot of people like severely dog cancer season and cancers in general. I'm not exactly sure why I'm a Taurus. I really like cancers. Um, I love cancer season. You know what? I feel like the signs with a lot of emotions, people have yeah. a lot of time. Like, like a hard time handling. People, people hate Pisces. Right now they're hating this season. <laughs> well, I was actually, I wrote in my notes that people complain that they cry too much during Pisces and cancer season, but tears are actually cleansing. And healing and powerful. And it literally flushes you out. It's a detox. If tears are too inconvenient for you, then you need to like reassess why you feel that way. Because yeah. crying is... <laughs> important like you sometimes if you go too long without crying you'll just like walk into your house and start crying for no reason oh that reminds me of my mom we've talked about this before where my mom her spirit is so watery anytime i would go to her after not seeing her for a long time i would just weep like a little baby for no reason it just all came <laughs> out it would all come out my mom is a scorpio moon and she fucking cries about everything <laughs> everything she cried she cried we watched finding dory she cried she what? cried during guardians of the galaxy too she always she just cries about fucking everything <laughs> um but what i wanted to say is um also this started making me think of like bathrooms and my mom growing up uh she used to tell me like that the ocean would heal any cuts and scrapes i had and that it was like healing in general mm -hmm. um so I was thinking cancer season, a lot of people like don't know what to do during cancer season or like what type of magic. This is a great time to actually like cleanse your spirit, mm. you know, uh, even other plants that are great during cancer season, coconut, uh, cucumber, hydrangea is my favorite cancer flower. Mm -hmm. Those are all extremely cleansing, hex breaking. If you have some nasty ass shit lingering, um, cancer season, use the ocean, go bathe in the ocean like every fucking day and do some serious hex breaking with like hydrangea and lemon and, um, you know, uh, coconut 
and just get right, just completely cleanse your mind, body, and soul. Soak up the sun, get in the light, you know? You can also do that in the bath, right? If they don't have access to the ocean. Yeah, yeah. Or any like body of water that you could really swim in, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, lakes are also nice and cleansing in the summertime, just like natural water is nice but yeah in the bath you can and i have a bath for that and i will tell you my bath in um one moment but the other thing i wanted to say is a lot of people criticize the bathrooms they're like the toilets in the bathroom and that's a place where filth goes and like yes can negative energy happen in your bathroom absolutely that's why you got to clean and cleanse your bathroom regularly But then there's other things that are important to bring. And I think some, I don't know if your mom did this, but does your mom have like a total seashell bathroom? (laughs) My God, why did you say that? Memories. (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking about like how we always create our own personal oasis in the bathroom. Yes. And my mom had like the seashells. Like I have one of my mom's seashells in my bathroom now and I have mermaids. And I started thinking about this with mommy water and everything. Like I have mermaids all over my bathroom. I have like an anchor hook for my towels and I have like cleansing crystals in my bathroom to just kind of like naturally cleanse the energy. Yes white candles, just super cleansing things. And then I'll light incense in there and I'll cleanse the space regularly. I always cleanse my bathtub before ritual baths too. You can like, I like to cleanse too with like Florida water in my tub, the whole nine. So my mom used, um, we always had seashells. I mean, we have seashells everywhere, especially for my family where, um, for me, Yemaya is a big part of my life and my practice. So I have seashells pretty much everywhere, but you reminded me of my mom. Um, I still to this day use Fabuloso Mm -hmm. (laughs) and uh, and add even more lemon to it to cleanse and clean um, the toilet and the bathtub, especially the bathtubs, because we did a lot of um, like brujeria in the bathtub, a lot of baños, um, limpias. So for us, lemon and Fabuloso and Florida water were, key to really cleaning that bathroom yeah and then you know what is really cool about the bathtub um what i noticed when i moved into my house is the more spiritual work you do in your bathtub just like we were told talking about spaces holding energy Mm. um your bathtub actually becomes like spiritually attuned yes to your practice. And the more time that you spend doing rituals in your bathtub, the more things like that, you just kind of start getting downloads randomly. Like when you're in the shower or like you can start doing this too, by just like meditating in your shower and just making that like a spiritual space, bringing that energy in, bringing that like quieted mind and calm, peaceful energy into the shower on a regular basis, it will start to become a place that just embodies that energy and cleanses the negativity off of you by way of like literally relaxing you when you step into that, whether it's magic or it's just like programming your mind. Like for example, if you eat fast food in your car, every time you get in your car, you're going to be hungry. Mm. 
So if every time you're getting into the shower, you're doing meditations, you're releasing whatever you need to release, you're going to program your mind to do those things while you're cleansing your body physically. You'll be cleansing your mind. Yeah, I agree. Super powerful. The other thing is, um, so this is, this is a hex breaking bath that I love to do. I slice up lemons. Um, you can choose a number of lemons that you want to use based on your intention or whatever resonates with you. You don't have to, like, sometimes you might want to use like seven lemons or three lemons, whatever you feel is right. I just kind of like go willy nilly sometimes and use however many lemons I want, but slice the lemons so that they're like circular into circular slices, not into wedges. Mm -hmm. You're going to put them all in your bath. Um, You want to use like white candles or black candles. And while you're in your bath, you're going to take coconut water or coconut milk, and you're going to pour it over your head and over every part of your body, like over your arms, over your legs. Actually, I have a video of me pouring it on myself that I put in a one of my videos. Um, but you're going to pour it, like try to pour it over every aspect of your body. Cause coconut has that very cleansing energy. Okay. Um, imagine all the negative energy that you've been feeling rinsing off as you're pouring it over you. And then you're going to want to sit, you could do a meditation with like, uh, visualizing like a white light around you or just this visualizing however you want to visualize everybody visualizes different. So I don't really like telling anybody like a specific way to visualize it though, but the white light is really effective. Then you want to break open every lemon that's in your bath, all the slices. And as you break it, you want to say, I break this hex that has been cast against me. I break this curse that has been cast against me. I break curses cast against myself. I break, you know, like I break uh, bad habits. I break whatever you want to break and get rid of. The action of like physically breaking it is kind of like, you know, like some rituals, you'll like snap a branch. Yeah. It's like similar to that. Like you're breaking it. So it's like creating this like mind, body, spirit connection as you do the physical aspect of breaking it, that you're breaking a curse, like sent towards you. I really love that. That's so cool. And then after that, you're going to know that it's all been released into the bath and you're going to um, just let it wash down the drain, watch the water wash down the drain and visualize, just know that you're watching all of those, all that negative energy, all the hexes, all the curses, everything wash down the drain. Can you, Oh my God. Um, again, I don't know what is it with me today channeling. Um, when I do that part of like watching the water go down, Um, I started doing, I started sitting on like the edge of the bathtub and doing some fire breaths, fire breathing, um, as it goes down. I I don't know why I needed to mention that, but I'm just mentioning it. Maybe actually, yes, I do fire breaths a lot for my spiritual baths, uh, Uh especially during Leo season. Yes. I could see that being freaking powerful. I do that a lot during Leo season. And another cool thing that you can do is put on fire ASMR Mm. while you do it. 
while you're in the bath. If you, especially like, okay, so I'll do that. The fire breath. I like to do it with like a raising energy, like, yeah, like a red, red bath, um, fire ASMR, red candles and a fire breath. (laughs) Fucking powerful. That sounds powerful. Oh my gosh. I want to do it. (laughs) (laughs) You should totally do it. Like, you know, like if you need a pick me up to throw some carnelian in there, throw some garnet in there. Mm -hmm. Red Jasper, that shit is like fucking powerful. It is. You know, I've never worked with Red Jasper before, especially in Bath. So that is really interesting. I want to work with it. I love Red Jasper. Yes. Awesome. It's honestly one of my favorite gemstones so underrated i'm like writing this down like i'm not gonna know <laughs> yeah you could just ask me again and forget or like go back and listen i know the viewers are this is such a beautiful magically packed um episode um but that's what lemon represents right like it's but it's so powerful just with our foods how it amplifies the flavors or um it gives it a twist or you know, in magic, how, um, it symbolizes different things for different cultures, but it's been used all it's used all over the world. It commands attention. It does. It really, really does. And I mean, just looking at um, lemons on their own. I mean, just, I love having them like in the baskets in my kitchen. They just bring this beautiful attention to your eye that, you know, it's, you just have to notice it. Um, I loved putting, um, white rose petals under my lemons, by the way. I don't know if that's weird, but I've been doing it for a really long time. I can totally see that. It seems like you like lemon and rose is, is like works really well together for you. Yeah, it does. And then the lemonade that we were talking about, um, the lavender lemonade, um, I think we spoke about it before the call. Um, yeah, I like adding white rose petals to it. And you mentioned the, um, protecting yourself from self because not the divine self, but your, um, unveiled self is how I like to mention it. Your unveiled Mm -hmm. self does sabotage you, right? Because of all the things that's going on, unhealed things and traumas and experience. Even sometimes to just protect you. Yeah. Protect. Like it thinks it's protecting you. Yes, exactly. So that lemonade, um, do you have a recipe, your favorite recipe for a lemon, uh, lavender one? Um, well, I mean, I cheat. I just use like the moan and lavender syrup and then I throw some fresh lavender in there and I call it a day. However you can do it. I mean, however, um, I know I, I do use like the real lavender, um, and I put it in there, but it's not so nice to drink it. (laughs) So yeah. I kind of let it sit overnight in the refrigerator and then I'll kind of strain it out. But I add um, white petal, rose petals often, especially in the summer. And I feel like it just like takes away so much self negative talk or thought. I haven't done it since before um, December of 2020, you know, that's like a huge marker in my life. Um, I haven't done it since before then. So I want to, I definitely feel like I should do it for the summer. Fuck. I'll even get spring. I also have the, I have the like, like rose pump of the morning at my little coffee bar. So now I think I want to like add those together and see what happens. (laughs) 
it's just, it's so it's like we're chemists, right? Or we're we're creating this powerful energetic magic when you're you know combining these beautiful ingredients and plant um, spirits. And the way I teach my children, because my children are like, "Mommy, you're not gonna um, give us like directions." I'm like, the best way I can teach my children to work with magic is for them to explore it for themselves. How does it make you feel when you add, like for instance, the rose to the lemonade? How does it make you feel if you add mint? It does it make you shift in energy? Does it make you feel something different? You can always take the mint out next time. So exploring yourself with these plants and these ingredients is really important in amplifying your own magic and how it works for you. Yeah, for sure. For sure. It's like crystals, like some crystals you vibe with some crystals. You don't, the plants are the same thing. Yeah. I did have one last story before. Cause we're, we're, we're coming up on a quite a while on this episode, <laughs> but there's a lot to, honestly, I feel like we can write a whole fucking book on lemon. Yeah, um, maybe we should. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> um, so in my search, I also found, uh, that lemons and oranges are an offering to St. Clement. Oh, yes. Relevant to current events. His burial place is reputed to be in Crimea, where he was banished to labor in the mines. Um, While he was there, he hit the ground with a pickaxe and a spring of sweet water appeared. And I was not shocked to find this out because it seems like water is like pervasive in all of the lemon folklores and magic. Um, He and then doubling down on that he was later tossed into the black sea with an anchor around his neck then sometime later the water receded and revealed a tomb built by angels from which his body was recovered say what (laughs) so in a lot of photos of saint clement you'll see him holding an anchor connecting him to the water element that lemon is ruled by wow um and lemons have largely become associated with him if you look up saint clement you'll find saint clement's lemon cake saint clement's lemon tea saint clement's cocktail orange and lemon cookies there's saint clement gin (laughs) um they're like all flavored with lemon there's even lemon scented saint clement perfume so if you like to work with the saints in your practice and you want to work with an energy with with lemon and a saint that will like embody that whole energy, then you can work with Saint Clement. And there's even like a really spooky nursery rhyme. Do you want to hear it? Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> okay, um, I'm gonna say it right now. Uh, I, in case, I we'll just you know maybe we could um put the song on the podcast that I found. Okay, I'll play it for you. Oh my god. That's awesome. Oh, 
is the great bell and bright bell. Here comes a bell and all right you do. candle to light you to bed and here comes a chopper to chop off your head chip chop chip chop the last man is dead wow going you came out what the hell that was creepy as fuck but also very calming but i know i'm kind of obsessed with it it kind of sounds like like a song from American Horror Story. <laughs> right. You know what? Uh, that's perfect. That's a perfect um, connection. But a lot of the songs that we grew up singing as kids have a really dark story behind it. So I, it's it's just crazy to me that this even exists. That's okay. But it's still it's still like a kid's like nursery rhyme. Is it a kid's nursery rhyme for real? <laughs> I am not uh-huh. even surprised because Wait, listen, listen. No way. <laughs> of course they leave out the the chip chop. Chopping your head yeah. off part. Oh yeah. how sweet of them. <laughs> but it's wait, it's in it's in you can hear it in the music though. Hold on. Now it'll be here. <laughs> no word that is so fucking scary. <laughs> I know it's so spooky. I really love spooky though. That's just oh, my dark heart. <laughs> Yeah, so it's a traditional English English nursery rhyme um, folk song and singing game, which refers to the bells of several churches, all within or close to the city of London. You know, I don't know about this. That is crazy that you would even let your children listen. To that. <laughs> wow. <sighs> so on. On that note, I think that we could um, leave off here uh, and leave it where, you know, lemon really is about turning lemons into lemonade. Yes. All right. Well, where can we find you online? Everywhere at I am Juliette Diaz. And that there's no underscore. There's no repeating letters. Beware scammers, por favor, because they're out there. Pain in my asses. They don't stop for. They're out here being like, hello, grand rising. I hope you're having a blessed new day. I just want to punch them in the face, whoever they are. Fucking Grand Rising. Who says that anyway? I don't fucking know. Scammers. Pretty much. You can find me on Instagram at stay at home witch. Uh, no, no underscores, nothing else. Regular spelling. Um, and then at witch baby soap everywhere else. And Chelsea the witch on TikTok. Yes. All right. Have a great day. Bye, guys. Bye.